This is a message from the National Health Service. We have been advised on our track and trace system that you have been in contact with someone with the COVID-19 virus. It is essential that you now self-isolate for 14 days, perhaps even longer due to your tiny penis. Data from the Office for National Statistics shows that people with tiny penises like yours are 10 times more likely to die from COVID-19. So, stay indoors, needle dick. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Second run. Yes, you're listening to the Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to the Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Harrison. Happy Obama Day there, Harrison. Uh, <laughs> you heard about that? What's Obama Day? No. Yeah, I didn't know about that either, but I was like... Today, when I was reading through the news, I'm like, what the fuck is this Obama day? Well, apparently mm. today is Trump's birthday, his 74th birthday. And so mm. Twitter is uh, putting up this hashtag. It's trending right now of all birthdays matter and happy Obama day. So they're trying to like basically just preempt his birthday celebrations with yeah. everybody posting pictures of Obama saying happy Obama day. <laughs> That's going to be real funny until he like fucking, you know bombs portland oregon or something yeah (laughs) Yeah. i you know i just find it so funny that it's like we just have to fuck with this guy everybody i mean trump's an odious figure don't get me wrong but it's like just let the man have his fucking cupcake on his birthday (laughs) that you know (laughs) right and then did you see all the uh, footage of him yesterday like he was i guess at at west point academy or something or on friday he was at west point and he was trying to drink and he couldn't get the glass up to his mouth so he had to use his other hand to kind of do that like drink like that and then uh they everyone i guess he was having trouble walking down the stairs so now everybody thinks he's like having a stroke oh and so now yeah that's i heard thing. he was bragging about how he managed to like walk up the stairs without falling or something well the, i guess there's footage of him being kind of like like you know his arm was being held by a military guy while they're walking down the stairs because he was having trouble and so now everybody's right. like, oh, he's got a neurological disorder and he can't, you know, he's got a stroke. That's why he can't pick up the glass. And then, mm. and then insult entry the next day, it's his birthday. And everyone's like, happy Obama day. Mm. <laughs> so what, what does Obama think about this? Like Obama's just like, dude, <laughs> mm. I mean, he probably just kind of smiles about it. Like he does in his Obama way. Right. But anyway, so, uh, Harrison last night, I, um, I think COVID's officially over. I went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. You ever been there? Chris Ruth's Steakhouse. Chris Ruth. Ruth. Chris. Chris. Ruth. <laughs> mm. Ruth. Is it Ruth Chris's Steakhouse or Ruth's it's Chris Ruth's Steakhouse? Chris Steakhouse. I've been there once. Yeah, I've so, been there I think once. My dad too. took me there once in my life. I think I my uh, my cousin lives in Thousand Oaks, and she's like. Hey, I got it. You want to hang out? I got a hundred, a mm. hundred dollar gift certificate to Ruth's Chris. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that place. But then I was like, can you even go to restaurants? I didn't even know if you could do that at this point. Can you? Can you? 
Well, yeah, apparently I, I'm I did last you night. Did you, did no, you I go? did. Okay. I just didn't right, know you were right. allowed to. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah, you can go to restaurants. Everybody's doing it. And so it's like, and so we went there. It's huh. f- fucking weird. It's weird. Mm. It's like you go there, you got to wear your masks. Mm. And then uh, you're not allowed in the restaurant if there's another person at the hostess booth waiting to be seated. You got to stand outside. Everyone's socially distanced. And then when you get it, they call you in and they walk you over and all the booths are like distance, like 10 feet apart. And mm-hmm. so if you're walking around the restaurant, you got to wear your mask. But if you sit down at the table, you can take your mask off so you could eat. Um, but then the I'm waiter. I'm starting to think that my job isn't going to hire me back. <laughs> uh, dude, it's so weird. And then the waiter, the waitress, they were wearing mm. gloves, like plastic gloves, masks, and visors, like these like visors that went down over their entire face and neck. Mm. And so they were like, we can bring what? you water, but we oh. can't refill the water. We can bring you bread, but we can't take the bread away from you. It's like, okay. <laughs> the, the whole experience is pretty odd. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you're going to be going back to work. That sounds like a restaurant like the merciless Ming and his daughter would go to in the Flash Gordon movie, <laughs> you know? I thought I saw them there, actually. There's a bald mm. guy with, like, a funky, like, was that Fu Manchu kind of thing going on? Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I did. Asian. Uh, that, like, Asian-style mustache. His daughter, though. Ooh, Sexy. Foxy. Ooh. Foxy, mm. merciless. Um, yeah, but yesterday, not only did I do that, which is, like, a pre-COVID type of thing to do, I went to Runyon Canyon. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. I used to do that quite a bit. I'd never done that before. You've never done that? Hmm. It's one LA thing I've just never... I mean, I don't like going out there in the day anyway. Right. But but it was kind of a sort of force to do it. So I was like, all right. I went over there. And it's all the way out in West... What? Who forced you to do it? Oh, I I, I don't want to really talk about it right now. Okay, all right. But someone who I'm currently living with. um, Right. But yeah, it's kind of like all right. I've only I've done it because I've been you know dragged. I've I I used to get dragged more often to do. I think yeah, Hung Young Terrace has dragged me there, and then I some friends of mine. The only way I got to see them is if I did the Runyon Canyon walk. And think about Runyon Canyon. That's where all of the out of work actors yeah go to do to hike like during the day. Like if you're there during the like in the evening, during the week, or during the day. So it's like. I've definitely done that hike and overheard conversations that were so dumb <laughs> that I came away like 10 IQ points dumber just well, from overhearing the conversation. That's how dumb it was. It's a weird place. Like the one thing mm. I noticed is bros. The, the dog of choice for bros is Siberian Husky. A mm. Siberian Husky. I must have seen 15 Siberian Huskies mm. in varying in ages from puppy to like, I don't know older adult but they, these guys all have the same dog and they all kind of look the same they're all sort of like mm. probably actors like you know reasonably attractive men mm. and they're and they're younger and they all have their huskies and then the women i mean you're outside hiking but yet these women are like full-on makeup and hair and like their titties like big big titties out and it's just like is that a play do you bring your husky puppy there so one of these you know, sexy West Hollywood girls would be like, what a cute puppy. And next thing you know, you start running with them. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's, I think that is, uh, yeah, I think that is how it works. So, that, so it's kind of like a mating ground. Running yeah, I mean, I guess people probably meet and hook up there. Um, 
But yeah, it's like the place to, to do your hike. Well, I was Hollywood, thinking about you, know? you actually when I was there mm. because we walked oh, yeah. by this thing, which I'd never seen before, called a chat bench. Huh. And so it's a, yeah, it's a bench where if you sit down, you can have conversation with, it's actually, that's where you have conversation with other people to combat loneliness and social isolation. So maybe. <laughs> is it just a bench? Is it just a bench? It's, it's just, just a bench. bench in the middle okay. of like, I don't know, a bunch of like trees. And it's just like, if you mm. sit on that bench, somebody else can sit down and have a conversation with you because that's what happens on that bench because it's a chat bench. Mm. But I was thinking that's this might be awful. a funny bit for Sick and Wrong. It's like maybe we have mm. like a hidden camera. You sit on the chat bench all day and mm. see who comes over and sits next to you and has to have a chat with you about some topic. It's a topic. nice walk. It's especially nice when you go up there <laughs> and then you come back down and it's dark. Like you go as, at dusk. And then when you get to the top, it's, it's dark. And then you come down in the dark. It's fun. See all the lights. Nice. I think the funniest yeah. thing about that place, though, it's, it's, it's off of, uh, it's past La Brea, kind of out in West mm. Hollywood. As we're leaving, I noticed there's a cart right outside the entrance. And you can get snacks or bottles of water or like soda. Honor system. Like you have to oh, put, yeah. you can put a dollar yep. in a lockbox yeah. or use PayPal. That would never happen in my neighborhood. That would never happen no. in your neighborhood. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah. But over there, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's the honor system. I've gotten locked into that park before. I actually had to scale the wall. Oh, they locked that. They lock it in there? Yeah. <laughs> they lock it after a certain time. Yeah. Huh. Did you get trapped yeah. on the chat bench? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to have a conversation with an out-of-work actor, you know? Yeah. Um, who, told, who complained to me about being pigeonholed. Well, that's what happens. You probably yeah. should have been telling him about, uh, about this major tragedy that occurred this week. Do you hear about this? The TV show Cops has been canceled after 32 years. I did hear about that. Cops. All I can fine. say is I, yeah. I hope they don't cancel Live PD because I'm a, I'm a, I love me some Live PD. Is there a reggae song in the cre like opening credits for no, that? No, there isn't. No. Is that... Is that is that fucking Peter McIntosh? Who did that song? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't even. Yeah. Uh, Burning Spear. I have no idea. God, that guy must be like, God damn it. <laughs> now, my, how are my grandkids going to live now? Yeah, but think you how know? much money he's my made. My grandkids off that. won't get like a million dollars a day anymore <laughs> or whatever, you know? <laughs> you know, that was uh, Wackerly's mm. favorite show. Uh, for was years, it? oh, a guy mm. watched it for years. I don't know if he. I I texted mm. him about it to find out how he's coping with the news. But it's just funny that after 32 years mm. of that show, I don't. I always thought they edited out the priest brutality, didn't they? Mm. Like the scenes of like really, you know, obvious police brutality. They just kind of cut those, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, they definitely like, and they they know they're on. You know, they know. Yeah, what they're, they're on camera. It's going to be on live. PD. So it's like what I noticed about it is that they they definitely kneel on the the suspect's head and neck uh like, like maybe half the time at least half the time they normally do. Like they'll only do it for about 30 seconds instead of you know when you see regular footage of cops doing that it's like at least a minute. Oh, so, okay. All right. All yeah. Right. So they probably So like, it's like yeah, they only do it half the time. Bit. Yet they still did it even though 90% of the time it was totally unnecessary. It was just a dominance thing. Just a dominance I just, thing. I had no idea that that show mm. was on for 32 years. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Well, there's a pretty major uh, public outcry, obviously, these days about defunding the police. And I think the first step is to defund cops. So the TV show cops cancel that. And now we can look at disbanding the police. Um, But yeah, there's a pretty major call for that across the country. And I've been reading about it, but no place has called, has, I guess, demonstrated um, more forcefully about defunding the police in Seattle. It's kind of crazy right. what's going on there right now. You heard now, of uh, question, Chaz? I, I hadn't until you told me yesterday. Because you were like, what are we going to do for topic? What about what's going on in Seattle? And I'm like, what's going on? You just, have you just Google, not been reading the Google news? Google Seattle. Yeah, my face was like all fucked up. And I was, you know. Maybe you're I had the mask. a migraine worse than I've ever had. Maybe oh. I am the mask. I'm become the mask. Oh, my it God. It happen. Yeah. You should get a prostitute. Uh, yeah, I had to quickly Google Seattle. And even then, it was still kind of hard to find what was going on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so. like, because I, 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 mm. I heard, I, I saw this acronym CHAZ going around. I'm like, what's, what's, what is this deal with CHAZ? But apparently, protesters sealed off a six-block area in the Capitol Hill neighborhood, which is kind of a gentrified neighborhood that's become known as CHAZ, or the Capitol Hill mm. Autonomous Zone. So it's a free, lawless oh, zone. Okay. I yeah. thought it was like a guy. No, I like Chaz that. was like a guy. Chaz, Chaz, Chaz in charge. Yeah, yeah. Chet Hanks. Not, not, yeah. no relation to Tom Hanks. Now, was there um, a big police brutality problem in Seattle? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there have been, but this is more mm. just kind of like about you know George Floyd protests and all that, and now, right? You know, now they're coming out where they actually, after sealing off the six block area. Mm. And cordoning it off. And so it's kind of become like a free zone. The mayor ordered police to abandon the area. And so they, mm. they like vacated the precinct there. And so, yeah, mm. like the, it's, it's lawless at this point. And it's, it did, they didn't go willfully. I mean, there was like in the beginning, there are clashes between demonstrators and police through national, national tension because uh, they've been using stun grenades and pepper spray and tear gas and so I think the, but yet the protesters, you know, didn't disperse. And I think the massive unrest uh, prompted the city's mayor, Jenny Durkin, just to order police to like, you just got to leave the building because I think they're going to light it on fire. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, so anyway, you know. They go was, hard for that shit in Seattle. Oh, they're you know? hardcore. They, they know remember, how to protest, man. Remember the 1999, uh, 1999 shit? The, the WTO? Um, WTO. Oh, the, yeah, that was yeah. gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they know how to, like, I don't know if that's, like, Antifa Central or something, but they know how to protest there. My entire understanding of the WTO and the World Bank come from that, that, or, that shit from 1999 that happened. Did, so, like, did the Occupy I, movement come from that? Like I think it was inspired by inspired that. Inspired by but it. It was, like, 10, 10 years later, so I don't think it was the same people. I mean, hmm. the, you know. Do you remember the Occupy Wall Street was like run by it wasn't run by anybody? Yeah, like there's when they no... interviewed somebody, there was like I don't know some couple like named Ketchup and Mustard that they would talk to, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but like the, uh, um, my yeah, my understanding of those organizations basically just comes from that. So every now and then, like if I go to the UK or something, and I'll be like at you know, my father's girlfriend is throwing like a fucking garden party or something and i'll meet people it's like oh i i work for the uh, world bank and i'm like oh so you're evil <laughs> so you're, i see 
like like actually i was i was actually kind of like whoa what you're admitting what the, the, the world trade org is are you evil i don't actually know that much about it and yeah. i don't care yeah i don't so. know i think mm. it's just uh what, what, what do they say it's like run by all the evil zionists yes you know what they say <laughs> um but anyway despite the reports of widespread lawlessness i mean it was you know the uh, last week it was like a war zone tear gas canisters and you know in the up in the air you know mm. uh, bombing the crowd using stun guns this week it's largely peaceful it's like a block party there they're having cookouts mm. and film screenings and art exhibits and live performances mm. yeah it's like a there's a free food co-op a community garden now there's a harm reduction <laughs> clinic and local businesses are totally like yeah it. this works man this is awesome yeah um and protest protesters claim that they plan on maintaining this no plea mm. zone as long as their demands for reform, including the cutting of funding to law enforcement, are mm. not met. So they're not I'm giving. Pretty this, sure that's not up. what defund the police actually means. But I'm glad it's working for them. Sounds great. Yeah, I don't you know? think so either. But I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like. Mm. But the interesting thing about it is the mayor is kind of squaring up against uh, the police chief. So the mayor, mm. her name is Jenny Durkin. And she was saying that it was her decision to remove, bar you know, move remove barriers mm -hmm. and make the uh, and vacate the police uh, the police station, but the uh, police chief, whose name is Carmen Best, is completely at odds with her, mm. and uh, she's against this hands off approach. So while Mayor Durkin saying, you know, this could, this could be the summer of love here, and I think mm. we need to let this happen, uh, the police chief is like, oh no, we're going to maintain order. So there's kind of like a war of wills going on here. Um, well, I mean, because you can't, you got to have something, you know. I mean, because even the summer of love gave way to amphetamine-addled bikers eventually, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the one thing about Seattle is there's a lot of fucking junkies in Seattle. And you could bet your bottom dollar they're going to go steal... You know, all your fucking sausages and your fucking, uh, you know, whatever you're giving it, your glow sticks and all anything, anything worth anything. They're going to go down there and they're going to steal it when anybody not looking. Yeah, as time. soon as you so, take a nap in your expensive yeah. Uh, tent. Yeah, in your, in your cuddle, yeah. in your uh, cuddle dome. You know, as soon, -E as, you go, as soon as you go into the cuddle dome the cuddle for a nap, dome. that's when they, they're going to steal your bag, you know. Um, yeah. The police chief best has said that the uh, Seattle Police Department are, have already prepared a range of operational plans to respond to the protests and maintain public order. Um, mm. And she's distancing herself from the decision to vacate the to abandon the precinct. And she said, no, the police will be will be policing in there and we take uh, public safety very seriously. And so now Trump is getting involved with this whole thing. So apparently Trump hates the mayor jenny durkin who's a democrat right but he also hates the governor yep. of washington state jay uh jay inslee who mm -hmm. uh if i don't know if you remember but he was trying to uh run for president like back in 2016 um okay. trump hates him and so trump right. is point has uh, already taken to twitter to criticize uh, the situation in seattle and said that the whole city's been taken over by anarchists so we tweeted out this the other day take back your city now if you don't do it I will. And he did that in, in all caps. He goes, these ugly anarchists must be stopped immediately. Move fast. And so what the mm. mayor did, she responded in a tweet saying, make us all safe. Go back to your bunker. <laughs> all right. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's getting, it's heating up. It's heating up. Mm. 
And so Trump, you know, Trump is, I don't know. I mean, I wonder what Trump might do. I mean, he threatens military violence. But do you think the military, if he was like, I want you to go in there and, uh, and take care of this situation, do you think the military would do it? I would think, I mean, that's the whole thing with the, you know, the military doesn't generally doesn't like to do that. And Inslee tweeted out, the U.S. military serves to protect Americans, not the fragility of an insecure president. Mm. So, yeah, it's, 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 there's a, that's a sweet burn going on there. Somebody in the chat just pointed out that the incredulity of, of politics, real politics actually taking place on Twitter in real time and <laughs> yeah it is it is it shocking is, it's, uh, yeah. yeah so now the weird thing about this and i kind of think maybe if you have some being that you're unemployed maybe we should send you up there to the chaz zone to, to find out what's going on but when you get up there <laughs> there's a sign that says you're entering free capitol hill no cop yeah. co-op is around the sidewalks where people are selling water and other wares i mean it's like this is almost like a community out of the walking dead yeah you know, it's like they've just set it up like this is a free or like Christiana used to be. Hey, ladies, I don't want to alarm you, but you've just entered the Chaz zone. <laughs> Sidle up on next to me. Talk Chaz. How I think doing? we should be sick and wrong, uh, yeah. sick and wrong on the scene. Once you get that uh, mm-hmm. GoPro, just head out there and do some on site reporting. Oh, really? I got that bad boy. Yeah. All right. I don't know oh, if you yeah. want to, but maybe we should fly you out there. Southwest is doing really cheap flights right now. Well, I might be doing a different trip. So. Oh, yeah. But actually, I, it might be. I, I, can, you go, can you go there? You can just yeah, go yeah. there, right? You can, you can fly. fly you can go into the Chaz there, Zone. Well, I know some folks there. Hmm. This might be interesting. On the, hmm. On-site reporting. Um, but now this is kind of, uh, I guess, somewhat alarming. So here we have this community that's like having concerts and face painting and like, co-op and you know food food banks and all that but meanwhile there's individuals patrolling the borders of the free zone with assault rifles these armed leftists are members of the uh puget sound john brown club gun club the psj bgc and they just sounded that yeah they describe themselves as part of an anti-fascist anti-racist pro-worker community defense organization that's we need more, but, yeah, we need more yeah. leftists with guns. That's what I think. Well, what's interesting, especially I, I was, if they model themselves after John Brown. <laughs> I was reading in the Daily Beast that a story about these guys, like mm. who they are. And this club is often asked to provide security for protests and rallies in Seattle and the, the Washington area. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, like seeing armed civilians kind of raises a few eyebrows here and there. But these yep. leftist gun clubs have been on the rise. So there's organizations like the Socialist Rifle Association. Um, there's the Love Huey it. P. Newton Gun Club. And this is my favorite <laughs> one. Trigger Warning Queer and Trans Gun Club. Yeah. That's <laughs> I want a T-shirt of the Trigger Warning Queer and Trans Gun Club. That's pretty yeah. awesome. That is so funny. Yeah. And then there's, uh, a, there's a several different chapters of the John Brown Gun Club. Uh, mm. But that's what these guys do. They claim that they're, they're trying to, you know, obviously discuss the issue of guns rights with sensibility mm-hmm. and also give education to people mm. about firearms because yeah. they feel like a lot of people are just sort of misinformed about it. Mm. But now, you know, you got, uh, I guess this, um, on uh, Friday, there's a scene 
I guess, where an armed white man attempted to drive his car through a crowd of protesters before mm. exiting his vehicle and shooting a protester, a black protester, with a Glock handgun. Did kill right. him, but he wounded him, hurt his arm. I don't know, mm. causing chaos. Uh, the shooter then drove his car into the crowd, injuring several people, and then he turned himself into police. I'm surprised they didn't Reginald Denny that guy. You know, yeah. pull him right out and beat how him. Many, how, how many, did he seriously injure anybody? Or? It doesn't really say. It said they injured mm. a couple people, but no one seriously, except for the guy that he shot. Mm. So maybe, mm. yeah, that's... So anyway, now they brought in the, uh, the John Brown Gun Club, who are going to mm. be present in the area with their assault rifles, Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to start, then they set up border, like, like barricades on the borders, the entry points into uh, the Chaz zone. See, so, I, I think that, I, I think they're going to like divide up the Pacific Northwest like they did in, um, in the world of Shadowrun. That's how I see do it. Happening. How'd they do it in Shadowrun? All right. So you got California is the Cal- California free state, which is kind of for anybody. And then you got Nevada and Utah is the Ute Nation. They gave it back to the, the Ute uh, Native American tribe. Then you have Oregon is Tier Tirangire. I, I don't know how you say that, but that's like a, a, the elves. Because elves and, and uh, trolls and orcs came back into the world. So that they gave to Oregon to the elves, the nation of elves or whatever. Okay. And then above that, that, the state of Washington and, and part of, uh, you know, British Columbia is the Salish Shida, which belongs to um, uh, orcs and uh, orcs and, and elves and Native American magic yeah. users. OK, <laughs> and then Seattle's in the middle of that. And Seattle's kind of like a free zone for everybody, kind of like Berlin, you know, in the middle of uh, East, East Germany kind of thing. So this is kind of similar it is. You know, excluding the mythological creatures. We're going to have like troll cab drivers and shit. I can see that. You'll see. You'll see. Wait, you'll see. Didn't yeah. Max Landis do a, a movie called like Sunlight or Sunbright? Son fucking or Bright Spot. Yeah. He ripped something. off Shadowrun. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's a raping asshole. So anyway, Fox News is having a field day with this, just posting mm. pictures of all these armed leftists walking around with, uh, with you know, assault rifles inside the Chaz. And they're mm. saying, like, it's tyranny. The anarchists have taken over Seattle. And that's all they're saying. But, <sighs> but you know, these guys, especially uh, part of the John Brown Gun Club, are saying, like, we're not part of any anarchist movement. And we have no yeah. intention of clashing with police. You know, mm. it's not like our club is going to go force to force against the police. But what we try to do is educate people and de-escalate and protect as well. They just want to ensure that anyone inside is education, educated on responsible gun ownership and usage, but also like, you know, protecting people from, you know, insane white supremacists who are trying to drive over protesters. I have seen more and more of these guys like on YouTube, almost kind of like uh, what's his face that we talked to a few weeks oh, ago. That guy, the Boogaloo Let's guy. See. Yeah, yeah. That are like, you know, weird, rustic gun guys but are actually kind of like you know uh, self-aware well meaning uh, yeah yeah well meaning and self-aware about you know <clears throat> race and all sorts of shit so well that I guy more, and more of that that guy that we interviewed was like yeah there's some you know mm. there's some white supremacists in the group we don't like them we kick them out of our rallies but that's not what we're all about although be uh, although since we talked to that guy because of uh, you know brianna taylor they don't have uh I don't know if it's just in that state. I don't know if it's federally, but uh, 
no-knock police raids, at least in Kentucky, are are done. Are they banned that? Imagine, yeah, they should be defunding yeah, those. I, I would imagine the other places as well. So. so I never knew that Washington State is an open carry state. Like You can legally carry your firearms in public within view of others while going about your business. I didn't know that either. Yeah, apparently hmm. it is. However, on May 30th, the mayor imposed a ban on all weapons in the city. Oh. But her office said that authorities within Seattle could then choose to whether or not to enforce it or not enforce the ban. So that that, that God damn it, Julie. Yeah. What's her is it her name, Julie? Jenny. Jenny. Jenny Durkin. God damn it, Jenny. But I mean that you know, it gives the, the officers the option to confiscate weapons if they deem it necessary. So that mm. might provoke a bit of a a bit of a clash, you know. Those things ain't cheap. Yeah. So mm. I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Mm. Now, did you see that guy at like in Philadelphia at the Christopher Columbus statue getting the fucking shit beat out of him? No, was it the guy with the bow and arrow? No. <laughs> did you see that guy? No. no. What happened with the guy with the bow and arrow? Some old man like pulled up at one of the uh, protests just mm. with a compound like Rambo bow and was just like yeah. waving it at people like go home, and then they just beat the fuck out of this guy. Oh no! Yeah. No. This was like some, he was like a reporter for some kind of website called like Unicorn Riot or something, which is apparently a thing you can be a reporter for. Nice. I, I didn't know that, but uh, he had just a guy, some like little fucking, you know, weirdo on a bike who was a reporter. And they're, they're like around the Christopher Columbus statue because they're like, we don't want anybody to tear it down over <laughs> here with this. Oh, come on. Why do they care and about they're just a like, Spaniard? The, the, he's got like POV camera, you know, he's got his GoPro and there's just all these like fucking, you know, South Philadelphia, these just, just these Philadelphia jabronis surrounding him. <laughs> like, you look scared over there, guy. And then they just start like hitting him with a bat. And it's actually kind of angered me a lot because um, they, they slash his tires on his bike and they hit him with a bat and they like grab his bike. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Huh. You maniacs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough monsters um, and he was like he was trying to be like don't you know that and he was like well what do you th think about you know christopher columbus used to cut off the hands of the i don't know natives unless they brought him gold or something and the guy's like well you know they were savages back then and then they start hitting him with a bat <laughs> after saying that but why were like, they protecting the christopher columbus because they're italians oh but columbus yeah. was like Columbus was Spanish. No, he's Italian. Are you sure? Yeah. He was just working he was, for the he Spanish? He was commissioned by the queen of fucking Spain to go do shit, but he was from Italy originally. Yeah, you know? he's overrated. So, he um, is. He sucks. So anyway, it's a tinderbox right now in the Chaz zone. Mm -hmm. And just Even adding... London, they got shit going on. Yeah, yeah. It's a, all across yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. But adding to mm -hmm. this tinderbox is this character, this elusive character that... Uh, that Fox News is 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 enjoying um, demonizing him in the in their headlines. Raz Simone, the alleged warlord of the Chaz. So there's this guy that they're making sound just Raz like the, the governor mm -hmm. uh, in uh, in The Walking Dead. I think it was season mm -hmm. two. But he's this guy who uh, he's the warlord. He controls the autonomous zone. And uh, he's so this is a, he's a weird character too. Um, I, I haven't actually seen a picture of him. I was looking for a picture of him, but he's uh, passionate about racial equality and justice. 
Uh, he's a rap artist. He owns million-dollar mm. properties in Seattle. He drives a Tesla, mm. and his plan is to enact change and uh, and defund the police and completely, mm. uh, you know, abolish the police and rebuild it into a community force. So, how does he plan on doing that from um, six feet below the surface of the earth? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, just saying. He's yeah. claiming that uh, you know the 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 Chaz zone is an autonomous zone. It's peaceful. It's a commune. Hundreds mm-hmm. hundreds of people have gathered there to hear speeches and poetry mm-hmm. and music. And this is what you know society could be. But me- mm-hmm. meanwhile, you have conservative media outlets saying Warlord Raz has now mm-hmm. uh, you know created complete anarchy and he's trying to take over the city of Seattle. Mm. But his point when the, you know, this is in, uh, I think this might have been from the New York Times. He said that he's calling for a repurposing of the police function and entail creating a new infrastructure that serves the people and dismantles weaponized militaristic arm of the government. So mm. we don't need that. He wants to privatize uh, community policing, which yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, community-based and supported self-policing. He said you don't need... You know, you don't need a, uh, a, a you know, governmental branch of a of local military, you know. He wants people to be, you know, he wants, you have to be 25 years or older before you can apply. You got to be trained for longer periods of time. What, it's like a volunteer thing? No, I mean, he, he wants, uh, you how know, just... How is that different? I don't understand how Prolonged training. Cadets have to okay. be given stringent tests to determine their levels of empathy and if they have entrenched biases. Right. So... I mean, I, I, mean I don't that know. just sounds that just sounds like, you know, starting a new police department because you can't with the way police unions, unions are. You can't actually change. Police. Well, so I think they want to dismantle just, the unions. Yeah. So it just sounds like starting a new police department, but it's still police. Doesn't matter what you call it. It's still fucking police. You know? Well, they're, they, what they want to do is they want to make it like more of a community force, whether you have like social workers, mm-hmm. a police officer and like any, a paramedic or something. I mean that makes some sense since as a as a loyal and and um, uh, avid watcher of live PD, at least half of fucking the calls are like social worker shit, you know, like well, at least the thing, half the like, calls the cops go on are like fucking shit that actually social workers should be doing, not police. I mean, so, should you yeah, be showing sense. up with a gun to like calm down someone who's having like an anxiety attack? I don't know the answer to that. You know, I mean, that's a thing. But so what's interesting about the Chaz zone is uh, Raz Simone said, you know, there wasn't some huge goal to build this commune or separate country within America. He goes, it was completely organic. It developed Mm -hmm. on its own. He's like, what we're seeing right now is an unintended experiment of self-government, self-policing and self-sustainability. How long do you think our government's going to allow that? Um, until the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just wondering. He's saying this could be viewed as a model for other mm. cities across this country. Like we, you know, be given a choice of death or exile. Yeah, you know? gulag. Mm. Um, mm. but yeah. So, uh, if anything happens, I mean, he claims that he, there is no leader, mm. but I mean, they've kind of appointed him, especially the conservative mm. news media has appointed him as like the de facto warlord. But if there is an issue, you know, he's probably going to be a target because they're mm. saying he's the leader of, of, of what's going on here. 
Hmm. So I don't know. But then they're saying this is what's coming out too in the media. And the police chief, Carmen Best, is saying that uh, she said police response time is tripled because they can't get into the, uh, the, the Chaz zone. Rapes, robberies, and all sorts of violent acts have been occurring in the area. We're not able to respond to it. She's heard of anecdotal reports of extortion levied against local business owners. Videos have been showing random fights, harassment, desecration of businesses, um, thinly veiled threats uh, with possibility of violence if uh, demands are not met. Hmm. Simone claims that everything is under control, and that's a lie. And he denies that business uh, owners are being extorted. This is a nice uh, vegan co-op grocery store you got here. Be ashamed (laughs) if something happened to it. You knock over some like, yeah, uh, organic squash. <laughs> yeah, stomp on it. <laughs> so Simone, Raz Simone said yeah. he's a proponent of the Second Amendment and he carries several weapons. Mm. This is heating up, man. I'm thinking yeah. we're gonna have another Waco. I don't know why I'm mm. so excited about it, but I'm thinking we're we're gonna no, have I'm another like, Waco you know. here. Okay. And I know the you know uh, Washington government Inslee is trying as much as he can to say, oh no, this is fine, and the mayor is saying this is fine, everything's fine. We're going to have a peaceful resolution, and he's like, I hope we're going to have a peaceful resolution. But that kind of has an ominous tone to it, if you think about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm wondering. Like, you have Fox News, and you have Trump, and you have uh, you know all the uh, the right wingers. Saying, like, we need to intervene now. We need to send the military in there now. You know, we can't have... Do we, though? I mean, I probably... Yeah. I don't think so. But that's what they're saying Mm. is this loss of control. Mm. Now, is it just no police or is it no government at all in there? Like, what is the deal? There's no police. There's no laws. It's community self-sustainability. But there's government, right? Of some kind? Self-government. It's self-government. Okay, because, I mean, the thing about, like, anarchy that, like, leftists and, and rightists, rightists, that, that people never really take into account is, like, the sheer amount of bureaucratic labor that needs to get done. Well, to maintain a society. You know, to maintain, you know? yeah, like, yeah. just, like, oh, you know, evidence uh, logging and fucking, you know, pension taxes labor, and pension all, and social tax- security and everything. everything. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah, shit. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a, an immense amount of bureaucratic labor that needs to, you know, which is why, like, when Timothy McVeigh blew up the federal building, like, all we did was, like, blow up, like, a bunch of fucking bureaucrats and accountants and their children in daycare. It's like, why? Well, that's what why? I wonder, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess to make a point, but I'm thinking Trump and his cronies are perceiving an insurrection here, a revolt mm. of the people. And what the people are claiming is that they've drawn up a new blueprint, you know, for what it can be like when people take it upon themselves to, you know, govern themselves and protect their own communities rather than having to rely on like local government or municipalities. Mm -hmm. I just wonder how long is that going to be kosher in, in our country? I feel like the way to handle it, and this is not how it's going to be handled because um, this is like how like a government not run by a child would handle it <laughs> is like t- to let it just like peter out of its own steam kind of like Occupy Wall Street did. that's what happened with Occupy you it's know? like yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, eventually they're just like I want to take a bath yeah yeah you know, I'm hungry I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go back to work and actually 
pay for my apartment and just deal with it. Mm. But I think, I don't know. I, I'm wondering what's going to happen here. I mean, I wonder what the outcome is. I really think it could end up to be like a Waco-like disaster of, of you know, disastrous proportions. Um, people are saying that there's been reports of various groups, including uh, biker gangs, riding to what they call Antifa-stan to take care of business and restore order. And, and riding through what? Antifa Stan? I think this oh, is... Oh, Antifa Stan. Antifa okay, Stan. Oh, That's what they're calling uh, Chaz. Yeah. And so they're saying that these like biker groups are coming over there to maintain order. And then it's there's like... It's going to be like uh, Dawn of the Dead. Remember with the, um, the biker gang run by that special effects guy? What's his name? Remember that? Oh, Dawn God, of the, the original Dawn of the Dead. Time. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, who knows? It, to me, it seems like mm. an area of much volatility. I mean, it's like mm. a tinderbox. You have Trump <laughs> about to send the military. You got leftist, you know, yeah. you know, uh, uh, militia guys, you know, patrolling with with assault rifles. You have bikers possibly coming in there. I think the whole thing is very reminiscent, you know, of of what went on in Waco. And Waco, I mean, mm. Waco was. I guess in the media it was described as a cult, a crazy cult, you mm. know, that uh, that took over this community and were raping children and stockpiling munitions. And so that's why the government had to get involved. Mm. And there might be some truth there, I guess. You could describe, yeah, it was overblown. You like he didn't cult. think he was Jesus. Um, no. That was what people were saying. And it was, they were wrong about that. And I mean, America is supposed to be a place where cult crazy cults can flourish religious freedom that's the whole point of the fucking stupid country you know so i don't know but you know waco though had disagreements over you know religious freedom but also like a a, a big a big outcome like a you know what came out of that was uh the rights and boundaries of the federal government yeah. And that was a lesson that came right out of waco it's like governmental overreach and you look at someone like timothy mcveigh and that was the whole reason he bombed the federal building in Oklahoma. Right. It's because of what the government did in Waco. And so what was weird about Which that Which didn't is, actually make sense, but... No, you know, I mean... Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't know why he picked that building either. It's really odd. It's very strange. But you know what's weird? I was reading about mm. uh, just what happened in Waco, you know, in 93. Um, and Koresh, who... David Koresh is obviously... Everyone always associates him as being, you know, the leader of the Branch Davidians. Uh, but he wasn't... He didn't start the Davidian movement. Hmm. Apparently, the, Davidian, the Davidians, also known as the Shepherd's Rod, was an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventists. It's like a religious movement that started in the late 19th century in America hmm. that still has 19 million members worldwide today. And that's, one of, that's a doomsday religion. Like, yeah. it's an apocalyptic religion that, you know, back in, like, you know, late 19th century, they're like, yeah, 1903, world's going to end, so prepare right. yourself. Then that came yeah. and went, and then they're like, 1932, actually, that's when the world's going to end, and it just keeps getting pushed back. I mean, there's a mm. Seventh-day Adventist church right in Hollywood, right next to the Scientologists. Mm. Um, but anyway, the Davidian movement was spearheaded in 1930 by a Bulgarian immigrant named Victor Howdeff, who... Uh, kind of disagreed with some aspects of the Seventh-day Adventist theology. And he believed that the Messiah prophesied in the biblical, biblical book of Isaiah was not Jesus, but is yet to come. And that's who the, a lot of people thought that Koresh was. Mm. The Messiah that 
you know, they predicted was going to come. And it was the, the Bulgarian immigrant, Victor Hudov, who purchased the compound in Waco, Texas, that he called Mount Carmel, after the biblical mountain of the same name. And there he led a small community that believed Mount Carmel would be the center of a new divine kingdom following the apocalypse. And it was kind of just a dust-blown shithole in the middle of nowhere. Kind of like, uh. yeah, but, but I mean, was it kind of like a commune? Like, were they self-sustaining? Yeah. They just yes. grew their own food. They had and, no, yeah, they had no, but uh, no running, running water, water right? or, You know, I think the only reason the way they made money was fucking selling guns at gun shows. So <laughs> and that's kind of what got them on the ATF's radar. So, well, so what yeah. happened with uh, so Howdeth died in 1955, and then one of his followers claimed to be hearing messages. Benjamin Roden from God saying that he's got to continue the work. But he split the group because the widow of the founder, she said the world's going to end in 1959. Obviously, the world did not end. Right. And so uh, this group started called the Branch Davidians, and they took over the Mount Carmel Center, as they called it. Mm. And soon, a guy in 1981, along came a guy named Vernon Howell, who changed his name to David Korash. He joined the community. And uh, he just rose the ranks. Um, and uh, became a leader of the group. And he claimed the gift of prophecy. So he said he could actually, you know, speak to God. Yes. And so I think that's kind of what, uh, you know, what sort of convinced everybody, like, this guy's, this, he's, he's preparing us all for the Armageddon. And the big, the big revelation that he had, the, the, one of the most controversial ones, was that, um, you know, sex, like, distracted you from, from worship and from God. So that he would, all the followers there, like he would have sex with the wives, so you didn't have to. <laughs> you know, like he's like, yeah, I, I will take upon this burden unto myself. <laughs> I like how and the husbands were like, everybody. "That's cool. Now I don't have to deal yeah. with that." Yeah, you know, he have sex with her, <laughs> yeah. and not to mention not only her, he also had sex with like their twelve-year-old daughters. Right. Yeah. I mean, that guy was a that guy was a horny messiah. Um, Korash for years drilled his followers to prepare for Armageddon. Uh, this is the ending that he prayed for. He staked his reputation on. He called it the final battle, trial mm. by fire. And it didn't matter if the fire came from like a can of kerosene or automatic rifles. It's just, it's coming. Mm. And it would have been a monumental betrayal of his claim, David Koresh, who is the angel warrior of the Armageddon, if, uh, if you went against him. So people mm. were like ready to die. And a hell of a cover band. Angel uh, Warrior of the man. Armageddon. Yeah, Still. yeah. No, I mean Dick Koresh's cover band. Yeah, but also that <laughs> should have been the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what ended up happening is, uh, you know, the, uh, the it wasn't really, that's the thing. I mean, the media came out and was saying that there's this cult going on in Waco, Texas. This guy's having sex with children and they're stockpiling guns. And that's, that's what, I guess, kind of... Uh, instigated this uh the raid from the atf it was the possession of uh illegal arms on the site and so the atf attempted to raid the branch davidian site in order to execute a search warrant and then this is what this happened on february 28th 1993 and this is what what happens next is kind of unclear the branch davidians claim that the atf fired first whereas the agents claim that the other side fired first what happened was a bitter gun battle that killed five ATF agents and five Branch Davidians and injured an additional 16 ATF agents. And so what mm. followed 
was unprecedented in American history up until now that the, the Chaz Zone, a 51-day standoff. I, I definitely remember this. I, I remember when, when I was in high school when this happened. But a 51-day standoff between the Branch Davidians and the FBI, and they yeah. used all sorts of tactics to breach the compound. Like they, um, they played like loud music on speakers 24-7 in order to, to induce sleep deprivation. Uh, they had 60 hours of negotiation with Koresh, you know, trying to get uh, access to the site. Um, but it was like I remember a the Weekly World News, which was my main source of news back then. They were like, you could see the face of Satan in the smoke coming up from the burning <laughs> compound. That was on the cover. Yeah. They said that the FBI assembled the largest military force ever gathered against a civilian suspect in American history. They had 10 Bradley tanks, two Abrams tanks, you know, combat engineering vehicles, 668 agents. Oh. Yeah, in addition to like Texas National Guard, 31 Texas Rangers. And this was for a total of 899 people. Mm. Um, you know, there were a total of 899 people were participating in that siege. And so finally, on April 19th, 1993, they raided the compound mm. using military grade weaponry, such as armored tanks and tear gas. And 76 of the 85 Branch Davidians were killed, including women and children. Oh, yeah. And none of them surrendered. Um, so, yeah. So I'm wondering if, uh, you know, the public, the public just kind of got the, the impression like, oh, it's a crazy cult that was doing all sorts of horrible stuff. Kind of like the mass suicide at Jonestown, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like they, they were going to die anyway. And then Bill Clinton argued that the FBI bore no responsibility. He says, I do not think the United States government's responsible for a fact that a bunch of religious fanatics decided to kill themselves. Mm. So I'm wondering, I mean, I don't know. It's like, uh, I see a lot of parallels to what's happening right now with Raz Simone and the Chaz Zone right. and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the militias that are guarding it. You know, what happens? What happens if the, uh, you know, Trump sends the National Guard and they're like, you got to give us your guns and someone shoots one of the uh, soldiers? What does Raven Simone think of all this? <laughs> 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 Maybe Raz Simone is the trans yeah. version of Raven Simone. Mm, mm-hmm. Never thought about that. But Which, anyway, somebody on the chat pointed out that uh, the Seattle just so, it sounds like Deadwood, but with a dumber name. <laughs> you know, it gosh. is kind of like Deadwood, I guess. Yeah. 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 Before the government got involved. Yeah, I'm interested to find out what happens. I mean, I don't know. I think we're one step away from repeating Waco. History always repeats itself. Yes. And I could see Trump. I could see Trump just being like, yeah, these are leftist Antifa fanatics and we need to stop them. You know, they're ready to fight us. And the next thing you know, it's going to be just mass murder all over again. Yeah. 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 And Mm. Harrison will be on the site covering the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think we have Patreon money. We're gonna have to send you to the war zone. Be like the fucking, you know, fucking black weatherman or whatever that they always send like into the heart of the storm. <laughs> you know, Get in the middle of the hurricane. Like, yeah, I'm here yeah. covering this for sick yeah, and wrong. Yeah. God damn it! Why do I? Why am I doing this? You There's know? bikers yeah. like slicing people's heads off. Yep. with chains and morning stars. But here I am. Covering yeah. it for sick and wrong, hard hitting news. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Anyway, people's right. episode uh, seven forty three here, sick and wrong. Uh, 
We have some uh, news stories coming up next. And a little later in the show, we got some phone calls. We get to hear actually from some people. A caller called in what we haven't heard probably in like at least a couple years. So we'll mm. get to that. Um, but first, uh, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So first story, um, Harrison, you might have some experience with this. Violent ex-girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. This one kind of takes it at a different level, though. Than, well, I don't know. I mean, you experienced some violent ex-girlfriends in your time. Oh, yeah. But this woman, I don't know. She defecated on her ex's doorstep because mm. he drank wine from a tumbler rather than a wine glass. Wow. Very particular. Wow. wow. Yeah. She's got yeah, some wow. rules. I think she's a, a little off her meds. A woman's You think facing... if he's the guy that would do that, why would they even be together? If she's the person, you know? I think it's... She had to know that he's all, he's all about that shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, this guy seems like such a bro. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think it was a bit of a, uh, you know, the violence on both sides here. But she's definitely an insane person. They're good people on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if either one of them are good. <laughs> right. But uh, so a woman's facing possible jail sentence after lashing out at her ex-boyfriend when she tried to rekindle their relationship. Hell of a way to rekindle the relationship here. Um, her name's Deca, Deca Ahmed. She's 41 years old. She turned up at the home of Sylvester Rollis, who's 28. So it's a 41-year-old lady, 28-year-old dude. Uh, she That's showed- even more stupid. Yeah, you know? <laughs> at that point. What the fuck are you like, doing, lady? She should, well, I mean, uh, maybe she likes the hot young guy, you know? Didn't yeah, but go. you gotta, you know, they're... they're yeah, but what even if you date a, a guy your own age, he's gonna be, you know, wildly less mature than you. you yeah, know? and, that, and if, that's if the you go thing. 14 you know, years younger, my God. Woman. I'm sure this guy isn't buying a yes. fine Cabernet, you know? It's right, like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably drinking Franzia. I mean, box. I can't. I, I, I don't. Even, I can't even count the amount of times I've drinking fucking wine out of tumblers in your fucking house. You know, t- uh, that's the thing. The I'm a utilitarian wine drinker. Yeah. I don't even care. Mm. Whatever, whatever vessel I can use. You mm. know, I don't even. I'm, I'll drink it out of a coffee mug. God, she would have killed me, castrated me. Right. Um. Yeah. So Deca Ahmed turned up at the home of Sylvester Rollis during lockdown, and she messaged him saying, "Surprise." I'm downstairs and I've got a bottle of wine. So if the girl that stabbed you in the dick or tried to mm-hmm. showed up outside and was like outside your gate and was like, surprise, got a bottle Wait, of wine. Wait, had she already attacked him or something? Oh, they, they have a history. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've, it's sure. Yeah. <laughs> the you are no yeah. better than Sylvester. Okay. Mm. Um. So anyway, uh, she, he, Invited her in, you know, maybe he's like, you know, she's kind of hot. Why not? I haven't been late mm-hmm. in a while. Invites her in, takes her bottle of wine, and he pours it into a tumbler rather than a wine glass. <laughs> and she flew into a rage. She took mm. the tumbler, 
threw it at his head. He dodged out of the way and it smashed into a cabinet. She then slapped him in the face 10 times and hit his housemate, Ravis. These guys have some interesting names. Ravis Melders with a belt. She took her belt and whipped him with a belt before they were able to bundle her out of the house. I think that's like an English term there, bundle. Yeah. But I'm envisioning they like wrapped her up in a carpet, like they rolled her up in a carpet, carpet just carried her out. A blanket or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that what they did? Like she's screaming, smacking people with belts, and they just put a blanket over her head and just take her out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bundle her up, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like I can see Jason Statham being like, oh, we had to bundle her up. Yeah. You know? Um, God, I saw the dumbest Guy Ritchie movie the other day. Have you mm-hmm. seen Gentleman? No, I have not. Oh, God. Is it with Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh Grant yeah, and uh, what's his name from Sons of Anarchy? Charlie Hunnam. Mm. And uh, it's like, you know, how the, he always has a bunch of famous people in the movie. The thing I hate about Guy Ritchie movies, well, everything, but the thing I mainly hate about Guy Ritchie movies is the way he has to explain the movie to you because you're such a dumbass and you can't pay attention. So that it's always. The have you ever noticed that with the, with his yeah. movies? It's like at the end, you know, Hugh Grant was like, oh, "I was in the bushes taking pictures," and then it's like tables have flipped, and now he's like, "Well, actually, I was behind you taking pictures of you taking pictures," and that's yeah. how we knew. And it's just like, God, just shut up. No wonder yeah. fucking Madonna divorced you. It's lazy. Yeah, if you have to fucking explain it, then. And you know what? You're, to be honest, bad. I don't even want it explained to me because I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie is terrible. But I bet you they bundled up some people and forced them to watch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the couple have been in a relationship since 2018. It's only been two years. Um, I didn't get hit with a belt, but I did get brutally beaten with a table leg before I got stabbed. <laughs> before and after I got stabbed, actually. So oh, You can really relate was, to this story. That, that was fun. That was actually way more painful than the stabbing. The uh, getting fucking smacked on the head with that fucking thing. My God. Hey, you got like Oof. beaten with it. Oh, God. Huh. God. What did you pour the four loco into a, like a McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> like a paper cup or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> like that. a styrofoam cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, this was people. This is, this is somebody who like lived in a pool house and slept on like a fucking, you know, Half of an armchair. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, she would, that would not have upset her. No. Yeah, I don't think she would have cared about that. No. Uh, The couple had been in a relationship since 2018, but as a result of previous trouble with Sylvester Rullis, the boyfriend, he was actually banned from seeing Ahmed. So, there's a restraining order here. Um, Apparently, he was in custody on several charges, including. Stealing the doorbell from her home. So, yeah. On the day oh that she actually attacked him with the tumbler, she was at his house to get her doorbell back. And she claims that he invited her in for wine. Mm. And that's how it all happened. It got out of hand. But she, she claims that she wanted to get her doorbell back. Because I guess you can't get another doorbell. And they're difficult to find. This is like that movie, The War of the Roses, if the people in that movie were absolute trash. Yeah, if they were chavs. Um, I don't think these people Mm. are chavs, actually. I think they're, Mm. like, judging by their pictures, they look like they're, like, you know, upper-class Middle Eastern people. Hmm. 
but yeah, but at the same time, prone to violence. Yeah. Uh, the court rejected her version of the events, and they convicted mm. her of criminal damage and two counts of assault by beating. Uh, the prosecutor said the defendant became upset by the complainant drinking wine from a water glass rather than a wine glass. And her mm. previous convictions make it apparent that when she is in drink, she resorts to violence, including using glasses and throwing them towards the complainant. And uh, the, you know, the complainant, Mr. Wallace, said she's been drinking way too much. And when she drinks too much, she is very aggressive and angry over little things. Mm. Classic aggressive female drunk. Yeah. You know, we've all seen that. I don't, it's different I with mean, guys get aggressive too. I mean, there's aggressive guy drunks too. Yeah. You know, the, punch the, holes in the, the wall. Punch holes in the wall yeah. guys. Bros. Yeah. I was roommates with one of those guys freshman year of college. Yeah. But girls can turn it, it's like can be a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing with girls. Oh, yes. You oh, know? yes. I've yeah, seen that before. Like the second drink, at the second or third drink, it's like a switch flips and all of a sudden. Yeah, and she turns into like who won't remember anything. Yeah, Yeah. and it's and then it's like every and then the next morning he's like, I blacked out. I'm sorry. Mm. Did Mm. anything happen? It's just like, yeah, (laughs) you beat my co-host with a a fucking metal rod. (laughs) Or what was the thing? It's a cane, right? A cane? What? What did she beat you with? No, it was a table leg. A table leg. Yeah, it was actually from a a, a piece of furniture called a butler. Which I don't even know how to describe this piece of furniture. It's like a yeah, it's kind of like a table, but it's also kind of like a, a rack at the same time. And she, and I don't know, she like threw me into it and it smashed apart. And then one of the legs of it, she just grabbed it and starts, it was like wrestling. She's resourceful. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it so, is like wrestling. It's like backyard wrestling. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. The, uh, Although, inc- like, I, I, the, the, um, the tumbler thing, like, uh, I, I, I've tried having wine glasses at my house. Break but them they always break. I always I'm break. Because I'm a em. fucking ape. I'm a fucking ape. I'm like a giant. Ju- you know what I mean? I squeeze the thing and then it breaks. Or like I, I'm so clumsy and just you know. I, mean, I always it. break it in my sink because I it. drop something on it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's Come the on. thing. I don't even care. I'm I'm utilitarian mm. when it comes to drinking. Right. I'll just, yeah. as long as it, as long as I can get the alcohol inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, during the during the trial during the hearing, uh, Sylvester Rullis gave his version of the events. So this is what happened. He said, she texted me saying, surprise, I'm downstairs. I should do it in like a girl chat voice, but yeah. I don't know. Surprise, surprise. I'm downstairs and I've got a bottle of wine. He said she had six or seven glasses of whiskey and I had maybe two. And then she slapped me eight to 10 times in the face. She said, I can do anything anytime because I'm the woman and there won't be any bruises on your face. Mm. Um, he said she wanted to have physical contact again. So get, get this. After she threw a tumbler at him and smacked him 10 times in the face, she wanted to have sex. I don't know if that's like foreplay for right. chavs, yeah. but maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, she wanted to have physical contact. He rebuffed her advances and his mm. flatmate gets home. And she doesn't like his flatmate. So uh, she doesn't like my flatmate. So I asked her nicely, go to my bedroom and we'll talk for a little while. And then, uh, and so he could kind of calm down the situation. And so he talked for a bit and he went back to talk to, her, to, the, to the flatmate and she ran out of the bedroom and she was aggressive and rude. And uh, 
I guess uh, <laughs> he he saw her using his using his phone. She was on Facebook and she was posting nasty texts to all these girls <laughs> mm. <laughs> on his oh, Facebook that he deleted immediately. Yeah, and so then when uh, when he confronted her about it. She went after uh, the roommate and she got really aggressive and started kicking and punching the roommate. And he goes, and this is when I realized the scene's out of control. Mm. We have to call the police. Could you imagine that? Like, have you ever had that happen where it's like your roommate's girlfriend is a complete psycho and is attacking you? Yeah, that's, yeah. You've had to actually like like calm down the girlfriend with your, with your friend. I feel like maybe that's happened. Sounds like something that's happened. He was sending angry texts, though, to like just women that he knew. So I guess what happened is he, uh, she hated the flatmate. They got into it. He told her to go into his room and hang out for a bit. And then she grabbed his phone and just started mm. like going on Facebook. Log- <laughs> and, like, and yeah, sending nasty texts to his Facebook friends. My ex kind of did something like that once. I think she had me like fucking chained up at her pool house or something. And she was using my phone and she saw that I had still had Tinder on it. Not that I was using it. It's just that I'm too lazy to take it off or whatever. So she just went on there and started sending <laughs> messages to chicks. Yeah. Like chicks that you was would like. actually kind of fun and hot. <laughs> it's kind so. of funny. Yeah. 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 I wonder what the girls, uh, I wonder if they mm. responded. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, I remember I was in New York City. This is probably like, I don't know, maybe like late 90s. But I was in New York City and we're hanging out at this apartment. And this dude was like, everyone was kind of ragging on him because they knew his girlfriend was a total bitch. And they're just like, Mm. you know, making fun of him. He's like, she's, it's cool. It's cool. She listens to what I say. You know, it's cool. We live together and it's a good situation. They're like, dude, your girlfriend wears the pants in the relationship and she bosses Mm. you around. How do you deal with it? And he was kind of like a, kind of acted like a tough New York guy. Mm. And so anyway, the bar was closing. And so uh, he was like, why don't we all go back to my place and like, you know, do some blow or whatever. And everyone's like, dude, your girlfriend's going to freak out if we go back there. He goes, she'll be okay. It's my place. Oh, and they so we, live together? Or? Yeah, they live together. Yeah, okay. okay. So we all went back to his yeah. place. It was like somewhere in the Lower East Village, Lower East Side. And uh, we went over there. We go to his apartment. It was like kind of a smaller, like one bedroom. And we're hanging out, doing blow, and he puts on some music. And she comes out, and she is just enraged because she was obviously yeah. sleeping. And she like was like, whatever his name was, like, can I speak to you for a second? And he's like, sure. And he's kind of yeah. drunk, so he's acting all tough. And then you could go in the room, and you could hear him just screaming at her. And then he's like, said something to her, like, why don't you calm the fuck down? These are my fucking friends, and stop embarrassing me. And then he walked back out of the room. And maybe like, I don't know, it was maybe 10 minutes later, she walks back. She walks out of the room. <laughs> and we're still all hanging out, you know, doing blow or whatever. Mm. And she's just really calm. And she walks right up to him and just slaps him across the face and there's just blood all over his face and a bloody tampon. She like pulled her tampon out, put it in her hand and just slapped him across the face with it. That's amazing. And then she walked walked back in the room and slammed the door. And we we're all like, I, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's not often that I'm at a loss for words, but I remember- Was just she being Haitian like, or something? No, white. She's a white girl. Oh. Hmm. I've just never seen that kind of rage. That's but amazing. yeah, just like this bloody tampon across his face. And he stood there like his, 
you know, his mouth open, just in disbelief with his tampon just stuck to the side of his beard. <laughs> what did we're you all, do? I mean, there's like four of us there. We're all like, yeah. uh, we're going to get going, dude. Uh, I hope everything's all right. It was just so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> we just left. And then he just kind of was like, all right, see you guys. Mm. Fucking tampon hanging on his face. <laughs> Anyway, that's the type of craziness that some girls are capable of. And you got to be careful of that. So what ended up happening, he said that uh, she started attacking the roommate and they realized it was out of control. So they bundled her up and they got her outside the door. And I guess she was screaming and kicking on the door. And he said that uh, suddenly she was silent. It was silent. And they went, they went over uh, to the window to find out what she was doing. And they looked over to see if she was still there. She had pulled her pants down and was just pissing and shitting all over his doorstep. Hmm. Yeah. He said she was urinating and shitting outside my front door. And so uh, they just called the cops on her and she got arrested. But I think the moral of the story is get some wine glasses, bro. Yep. And always have a bundling blanket nearby. (laughs) Get some wine glasses and a heavy blanket or maybe a burlap sack might work. Mm. You know, but yeah, so you can bundle. Anyway, what do you have here for the sex story? Okay. Where's this thing? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Man arrested for ha 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 feeding poison food ha 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 to homeless people and filming their reactions ha that's good i don't know what the fuck that was yeah i don't even know i was trying to think this is where the spirit moved me you know yeah like that was uh, um and that was original material right there there you go so uh, a 38-year-old man has been charged with poisoning eight homeless people in Huntington Beach and videotaping their reactions to the laced food. <laughs> That's in Orange it. County, not too far from uh, here. That's an interesting hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bet you're sweet bippy. A lot of white supremacists uh, in uh, that area of California. In Orange County? Yeah, Orange County. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I went to a thing there once, and it was like, the Ku Klux Klan were there, you know. Well, I heard that in Huntington Beach they had mm-hmm. a uh, a a Black Lives Matter rally, and a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, Nazis showed up. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah a friend of mine got there. stabbed by the uh, not friend, acquaintance of mine got stabbed by the Ku Klux Klan thing there years ago. Hmm. Like a yeah. So, um, Will, William Robert Cable of San Andreas. I don't even know where San Andreas is, but is facing eight felony charges of poisoning and inflicting injury. This is a weird story mm. because at first I thought this is like bum fights. Like this guy's mm. doing it to put on his YouTube channel because he's an asshole, like Logan Paul or something. Right. But then after reading through it, I'm not sure. I think there might be some sexual gratification from this. Yeah, it might just be like watching it at home and being like, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Watching them writhe in pain, these homeless yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah. Uh, and also contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Hmm. So, prosecutors accuse him of persuading the homeless individuals to eat food laced with or- 
oleoresin capsicum, which authorities say is twice as strong as the pepper spray used by police. Yeah, that stuff's gnarly. Have you ever? Uh, that's so I think that's how like, they. Well, that's how they rate hot sauce. Is it? Yeah, it's how much. This uh, isn't that like what stuff. this. That's you know, c- celebrities eat spicy hot wings or whatever. That fucking stupid well, show. Yeah, is. kind of because it's that hot oh. sauce is made with like a. I don't know. They they measure it out and it's like I, I forget. How could it be twice as much as the pepper spray? That's crazy. I think it's because it's concentrated. Like pepper spray uh-huh. is mixed with whatever uh-huh. to spray it out, like the agent to spray it out. But this stuff is just pure concentrated whatever pepper. I don't even know Jesus how to pronounce that. Christ. Yeah. Mm. I've been to places. I remember I went to a ramen place over here in K-Town. And Korean mm. people love really spicy food. And I, yeah. I actually, I, I like spicy food a lot. And so when I was there to get ramen, I was like, hey, can I get some spice? You know, some, can I get, you know, make it spicy? And he's like, well, how, mu- how much? And his English was bad. And I was like, uh, I don't know. He's like, well, it's one through five. Uh-huh. And I was like, we mean one being not spicy, five being spicy. He's like, no, one being like mild and five. I was like, all right, I'll do like a four. He's like, oh, you don't want a four. Yeah. And he's like, you should do a two. And they all kind of started were laughing. Yeah, and I course. had a two. And dude, the two made me cry. Yeah. Just a two. So yeah. I couldn't imagine who has a five. Yeah. Ugh. It's weird how they're like in really hot, humid parts of the world, they eat really spicy food. Isn't that yeah, like India? Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. fuck around with Indian food if you yeah. get really spicy. I mean, because I guess back in the day, it'd be like it would kill bacteria or whatever. But oh, is that why they I mean, made it? Because it they keep it spicy know. to like preserve it? I feel like I heard that somewhere. I thought they just really liked diarrhea. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Some were told they were taking place in a spicy food challenge, prosecutors say. Many were unaware the food had been tampered with. Some were given food and beer in order to entice them into eating the poison food. <laughs> so wait, was so, yeah, a spicy like, food challenge for like a 12-pack of natural light or something? Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, a, you know... A short dog, a mad, you know, <laughs> a short <laughs> dog of wild Irish rose or whatever, you know. <laughs> you get it if you just eat this. Uh, these human beings were preyed upon because they are vulnerable. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer said in a statement, they were exploited and poisoned as part of a twisted form of entertainment and their pain was recorded so that it could be relived by their attacker over and over again. God, like, so what, was he just sitting in his, uh, in his, <laughs> just in his house, like, just watching it, rewinding it on his phone, playing his, on his yeah, iPad? In his gaming chair, in his, uh, at his desk, <laughs> in his gaming chair. <laughs> in his gaming chair. <laughs> yes. I, I yeah. don't even know. Like that I, McCamey Manor guy. He, oh, yeah, you know? that guy. Yeah. You know that yeah. guy was getting off mm. to watching oh, those God. videos. Yeah. Ugh. According to his ex-wife, he was. Oh, so. it had to have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, freaking right. nature, that guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the victims reacted like with seizure-like symptoms. Others with difficulty breathing, vomiting, and intense mouth and stomach pain. Did did they say what he put this pepper extract into? Was it like soup no. or a drink or? They don't say. Because I wonder how they um, ate it, or if they just did a shot of it or something. I, I think it was on food. I get the so They probably had like chicken yeah. wings or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I've I've actually been like giving out food to homeless people. Spicy food. Week or so. No, not spicy. Food. <laughs> I, I no. I, I mean now you. I get now I'm getting some idea. You know I do the show. I get ideas from it. So who knows? Maybe you know. So wait, did you cook food like a casserole, like a tuna no. noodle casserole? Yeah, yeah. I cooked a tuna noodle casserole. <laughs> I gave it to homeless people like it's like their mom just died or something. You know, I brought it to the, I brought it to the homeless encampment on Gower Street under the bridge and with, you a, got your with a casserole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Harrison. Come on, with boys. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just got some random drunk idea at some point, and I just bought like a wholesale like giant boxes of like uh, these like little tuna snacks, where it's like a box. It's like <laughs> fuck you. It's like a there's box the- of like there's like a little can of tuna, and then there's like crackers. And you Wait can a make second, like a- were you feeding homeless cats or homeless people? Homeless people. <laughs> okay. There's snacks for people, you asshole. It's, you know, it's like fucking tuna you put on crackers, all right? And then also little things of peanut butter. Hey, everybody, right. it's the tuna, man. Yeah, yeah. It's protein, whatever. It's fucking, you know, it's like stay alive protein food, for fuck's sake. Uh, that's right. good. That's good. It's yeah. a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. You're helping yeah, people. It's not like, you know, it's better than gefilte fish, you fuck, you know? All right. So, that please. would be amazing. Yeah. If you're just out there just passing out yeah. with a fork, just pieces of gefilte fish. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've eaten the fucking thing. It's great. It's fine. You know? It's like little it's tuna nice crackers. Good. Yeah, yeah. Tuna crackers. Were they appreciative or they like, be yeah. like, what the fuck are you so, doing? Well, some of them were appreciative. Some of them were just like, all right. You know, what, what the fuck? It's kind of Did weird. you go to like one of those like, like the hobo tents and just go inside yeah. the tents and yeah. give it to him. I didn't go inside a tent. All right. I'm not going inside a tent. <laughs> but did Please. you knock on the outside of the tent? Be like, Hey, I got some tuna for you. Cold no, just tuna. Like, announce it. Go, Come on. I got your tuna fish. I got tuna fish. I got peanut butter. Get your protein here. Come on. All the kids just you running know? up. It's, it's a tuna man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody offered to suck my dick. Um, oh, that's is, why you went. Which is which is good because it's not what I want out of homeless people. <laughs> that's not. But why I started. You were there. I started. Okay. I started small. I started. There's a. There's like. There's like you know how like every street has like a homeless guy. Kind of. Yeah, well, yeah, and at least one in LA. Yeah, at least one, yeah. and sometimes it can only be one. You know, or like one on each side of the street because they get they get territorial. We got there's like a couch just in the middle of the street. Oh, the and one right guy. over by uh, Harvard and Stone over there? No, on Kingsley now. Oh, on Kingsley. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, just in the middle of the street, there's a couch. And this guy, who this homeless guy sleeps there every night. And he's just like the homeless guy on our street. Is that, the, ex- is that the guy that when I used to live there, there's a guy... No, that I, was Red. This is this is a new guy. Red. Is, okay, I, there's like Red I is think, probably dead. Yeah, Red likely. probably died. I remember yeah, yeah. I walked by one time yeah. uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and I was walking by, and he was just like, "Hey, you're sexier than a Kardashian." And she was she kind of laughed, and she's like smiling, goes, "I wasn't talking to you." Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, that's his, <laughs> that was his thing. Whenever I'd walk by with a chick, he'd be like. He'd be like, you are one lucky woman. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he told you you were sexier than Rob Kardashian. Wow. No, sexy, sexier than a Kardashian. Okay. He didn't specify which he one. Didn't specify which one. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask him, but then I was like, eh, I don't want to get into it. I think you're sexier than Rob Kardashian. I would like to hope so. Thank you. Yeah, for yeah. That. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, um, da, 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 da. yeah. He looked. The thing about this guy, though, he I call him Mungo Jerry because he looks exactly like Mungo Jerry. Oh, from the guy from the band, the lead singer. Yeah. Oh, exactly huh. like him. So, um, and it, but not like Mungo Jerry now. Mungo Jerry like in the seventies or something. So, okay. I started right. just giving it to him, and then I kind of worked up the courage to go to a camp to, you know get out of the house and walk to a camp and hand it out there. Did so you the like, Russell's like, I don't want to just their... end up eating these things myself. Be sad. Did you go out there and like stick around and be like, tell me your story. How did you end up here? And we can both eat tuna. No, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll listen to it, you know, but it's I'm, at this point, there's a lot tragic going on tale right now. of woe. Maybe a year ago I would have been interested, but it's like, sorry, there's like, you know, I, I, I gotta, I'm going to go join the Chaz Bono Republic, you know, uh, in, the, in the state north of here. So it's not that your story isn't interesting to me anymore, you know? So There's correct me if on. I'm wrong with this mental image, mm. but I picture you coming like at night wearing a cape and just your banjo like, da -da 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 -da, and then it's like everyone gets all excited because you have a bag full of tuna. Yes, I'm the Pied Piper of homeless people. <laughs> I lead them out of town. Do you know there was a movie about the Pied Piper where the Pied Piper was played by Donovan? No. I think it was called The Pied Piper. It came out in the 70s. Where did he lead people? I don't... He led the children somewhere. I don't know <laughs> where he led them, but something happened. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I think you should bring Tuna to the Chaz Zone. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably be like, this... Vi you know, you know how like in like Burning Man, there's all these rules about how you have to like, well, you probably transactions have, and shit. You know, you'd probably, probably have like to get that. permission from the warlord. Yeah, <laughs> at the Cuddle Dome. At the Cuddle Dome. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, the poisonings begin in mid-May. Authorities alluded to a juvenile being involved. What role that minor played in any relationship with Cable were not spelled out by prosecutors. The youth has not been charged. Well, that's probably the cameraman. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably like his intern or like yeah. the Robin to his Batman. Yeah, someone who's doing the dirty work. Because this know? isn't that, too, that far from Batman, you know? I mean, when you think about it, Batman was just a billionaire who liked to beat up the mentally ill, you know? Yeah, I mean, this like, guy's... Yeah, I guess this guy's like... Like, this isn't that different. <laughs> He's like the poor man's Batman, I guess. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, like, it's not, like, Beat up their different. intestines. Yeah. Uh, the, the inhumane nature of the crimes combined with targeting a vulnerable population shocks the conscience said Huntington Beach Police Chief Robert Handy. You know? <laughs> and I can Handy. only... I, all I imagine is, like, the police chief of Malibu from the Big Lebowski, you know? Because <laughs> Hun Huntington Beach ain't that far from Malibu, you know? Police Chief Handy. Yeah. Stay out of Malibu! <laughs> uh, the fact an adult criminal would con involve a juvenile is even more reprehensible. I am proud of the extraordinary effort put into solving this case by our police officers, detectives, and also our firefighters who reported suspicious circumstances. 
from observations while treating the victims. Did anyone die? What were the observations? Yeah. No, no one died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. But they, it sounds, sounds like you can get pretty ill, though, especially if you're not expecting it. Yeah. It's very, like, if you had put this up on fucking TikTok or something, I'd be like, all right, that makes sense. This is just wakes it weirder and more sinister that he didn't, you know? But don't they oh have, God. like, videos like that on TikTok of, like, white girls sure. trying really spicy stuff and then crying? Well, yeah, they have that, and then they have, like, you know, kids running up to homeless people and punching them in the face and running away, you know? It's all <laughs> sorts of shit like that. The, the quote-unquote pranks, you know? Yeah, the online. Pr- That's kind yeah. of why when I initially read that, I was thinking this guy's probably got some YouTube channel where he just pranks the homeless yeah. guys. Yeah, you know, I mean that would have been a good cover. That would have worked as a nice little, uh, you know, defense uh, angle for his defense attorney. My God, you know. I remember I knew a guy in the Tenderloin um, who would just super glue quarters to the sidewalk because he thought it was funny to watch the homeless guys trying to get it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it would be more amusing than what it was, and eventually I was just like, this is just kind of sad. <laughs> but My what, cousin at one point was uh, dating, lived with this like, guy who was like in a hardcore band, but he was like a Nazi, you know? Yeah, a lot of them and, are. Yeah, and he used to, um, yeah, he used to carve uh, swastikas into quarters and then go to like the Jewish part of town and throw them on the ground and then just like watch old Jewish guys pick them up and swap them. <laughs> you know, I would, even, I would be like, sweet, I'll take it. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go spend your money, Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I definitely would. I mean, my God. It's a qu- I mean, a quarter is a quarter. Yeah. You know? It's a quarter. You buy a lot of tuna with that. No. So, uh, he faces up to 19 years and three months in prison. Whoa. Uh, there is no indication he planned to publicly share or sell the video footage. So this guy is like the McKamey Manor guy. Yeah. I bet you he was wanking to this. Though if you need some money to uh, fund your defense, we'll buy, we'll buy, we'll buy the footage. <laughs> Contact us. <laughs> Sick and Wrong uh, Podcast uh, hop, at Hotmail. At yeah. gmail.com. gmail.com. <laughs> at AOL.com. <laughs> ah, hell All of a right. story. People send your yeah. story. Sick and Wrong Podcast, gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. 323 uh, is that number. Uh, but first... I got to get a beer, and you got to listen to a little ditty about Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. People can call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 323-522-4032. This first call, uh, remember that guy Johnny that called in that we didn't know if he was like a child or a lesbian? Of course. Or an armadillo or something? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember what it was. But anyway, here he is with his real voice. Hey, it's like wrong. It's Johnny. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, but this is my real voice. This isn't a bit. I don't, I'm not using some sort of, you know, voice altering. How old are you, though? That's what I'm wondering. What do you think? 
I'm gonna say he he's like 27, like he's he's the Andy Melnakis thing. He's got. Oh, you think it's like a like he's like mid 20s or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like 15, but Mm. you know, or anything like that. This is just my voice. Uh, I used to work at a call center, and uh, whenever people used to call back, they would always say, "Oh, can I get the nice young lady that called me back?" (laughs) Yeah, my coworker. Let me tell you. 15-year-olds don't say things like, I used to work at a call center. <laughs> the ones in China do. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> China. Yeah. Be back? Yeah, my coworkers had a real laugh about that one. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah, he's probably in his like, mid to late 20s. God. You know, I used well, to work always with glad a... to contribute to the whatever complex he has. You know? <laughs> I used Great. to work with a ginger, my old boss, like in San Francisco. He was ginger, but if you looked at this guy, you'd be like, Wow, are you twenty three? He got carded all the time. He was like forty one. But he just had like I would almost say cherubic features and ginger hair. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just looked like a young guy. Which, I mean, might be a good thing. I mean, I look like an old, bitter Jew. I don't know if... Right. But yeah, I think... Yeah, um, it's one of those things I, I think it's like... Because it's like, we don't actually give a shit. But um, it was... I think it was such a deal in that call because it wasn't addressed by him. Yeah. And I feel like those kinds of things, it's best to control... It's best to get out ahead of it and control control it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're that definitely. guy. You get Pre-empted. out ahead of it and uh, address it at the... Over the pass, before the yeah. pass, whatever the... I'm just drunk. I don't know what the sentence <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next call we have here is, uh, I guess this guy called in about a flashlight, and you might have given him advice on how to use it. Do you still have one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you might have I also have the Dick pointers. Sucker 5000 or whatever the fuck oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Did you ever I use, use it? I did. I didn't like it. What What happened? What, and that's a you... shame because no, no one else can <laughs> I bet you there's a couple people out there in the listening audience ah! that might want to buy it. If they want to, uh, you know, hey. We'll get the proceeds. We'll buy more tuna for the homeless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. What, what happened when you used it? You just didn't like the way it felt? Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, oh, it's like, oh, it's an AI. It's just like a fucking flashlight with like a shitty, you know, like Ingersoll Rand compressor pump on it or something. It sucked. I didn't like Can it. You and change? Not literally. Can you change the way the movement works, or is it yeah, kind of like yeah, it could be like oh, I can you know it can have the the rhythm of an oil rig drill or the rhythm of a fucking you know pressure washer, <laughs> and it's like I don't want either of those things because this is stupid. I'd you know rather just control remind, it myself. You know, what kind of reminds me of yeah. is uh, when you get those like mas- massage chairs and you sit mm-hmm. in and you can like change the setting of the massage chair. It doesn't feel as good as the real thing. Nope. You know, when no. you go to a masseuse and they like sit there and massage your shoulder, it's not the same with the chair or one of those massagers. That's right. That's, so right. that's kind of what I figured with that, but hmm. Oh, well. Yeah, may, I bet you there's at least a couple. I bet you Shattered Speculum would use it. Look, anybody interested, <laughs> let me know. I bet you Schlitzy would be like, mm. don't clean it, send it over. Send it over. <laughs> <laughs> send it over. <laughs> All right, next call we have here is uh, this guy who uh, is calling in about his flashlight. Hey, O.D. and Harrison, this is uh, 
the flashlight guy, I guess. Um, oh, it was kind of an update. Um, so I found the found the flashlight in the closet. For a second. Man, haven't just wait. Just take a minute to take it in that we're getting just an update from a guy who's referred to as flashlight guy. <laughs> All right. This is a point we're at in our lives where that's happening. I love how I've done this show for so long. I'm not even phased. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, it's like this is you normal. Gotta, you got to take a second and be like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" I know. It's like I'm actually taking uh, a step back. This guy calls uh, himself Fleshlight Guy, and we're getting yeah. an update about his Fleshlight. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've been doing this show yeah. so long. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Well, what's up with your Fleshlight? Yeah. <laughs> Here's an update. Mm. Skip, skip back a little bit because he started to say something for the. Mm. All right, let me get back. Oh shit! All right. Don't want to miss anything. Kind of an update. Um, so I found the found the flashlight in the closet, but man, I haven't fucking had a chance to really use it since all this quarantine shit and everybody's staying at the house. But I gotta, I guess. COVID's a real clo- like cock blocker if you think about it mm-hmm. for a lot yeah. of people. You know, that's what I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was saying like. Tinder and Bumble and all those dating apps are kind of weird now with the COVID. Like, do you think are people still doing it? I've I've thought about doing it a few times, but are people using it, or are people are freaked out about like getting infected? I I was curious if it was even on, like if they're like, you know, because of the it's our duty to shut this down or whatever because of the quarantine. Well, I think it's kind of fucked up that, like, you know, my biggest concern before was, like, catching, like, chlamydia or something. And now it's like, oh, I can catch a fatal respiratory illness Mm. by coming back to your apartment. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't know if people give a shit. You know, honestly, despite all the shit, that still is, like, the least of my worries. (laughs) Honestly, like, I don't know. I've had some relatives that had it, and they're like, yeah, it sucks, but whatever, you know. I, I also, feel like I've had worse illnesses just on my own in the last six months than than COVID, you know? Like, I've faced worse medical shit myself. Well, I kind of oh feel God. like now no one really gives a shit anymore. It's like we're yeah. protesting. Who gives a shit? You know, we're going to get infected it's killed or not. twice as many people as the Vietnam War, at least in terms of Americans, but <laughs> I'm still kind of like whatever. Yeah. You know? Some advice or some ideas. Well, I can do. Um, so with the lockdown and everything, daughter's staying home from school. Wife pretty much staying home, hasn't moved, gone anywhere, grocery shopping or anything really. Um, and Here's an idea. Maybe yeah. you should have sex with your wife. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say maybe like get a better phone to call us on or something. I thought you were going to say oh. that. <laughs> no, I was yeah, just he was like, like what, what do you think I should do? And mm, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. You you have a wife. I get the impression that he probably is going that route because it's they too don't. Difficult. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, man, sex life is real shit right now. Okay. With uh, the kids staying home and not allowed to stay at the grandma's or anything like that. Um, let's see. We've had our daughter walk in on us like three times already. Uh, 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 you gotta get uh, a lock on that door. Yeah, That's what you need. and of course, whatever you were doing will be like the big sexual item in her future. You know, it'll be like 
<laughs> you mean like she fetishizes the big thing, it or something? Yeah, the big thing she fetishized doing or fear of not doing or whatever the fuck happens, you know? Either way, whatever she saw, she's going to be discussing with her therapist at the age of 25. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we got to just laugh and don't mention anything. Hopefully she'll forgive, but I fucking doubt it. Nope. And then uh, we think fucking in the restroom and like locking the door. So we'd be in there for like half an hour and then she'd be knocking, like banging on the door like, what's going on? What's going on? God, I'm getting a vasectomy, dude. Tell her to mind her own goddamn business. Yeah. Said, you know, that's what you say. to You can say, what's that got to do with the price of apples in Rehoboth? <laughs> Whenever they ask a question that they're not supposed to, you know, they should mind their own business. You say, what's that got to do with the price of apples in Rehoboth, motherfucker? That's what you should say. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, I mean, honestly, like, let me get some advice as far as what to do. Like, anytime during the day, like, the girls are just there all the time. So escaping them is, is half the it's not going to happen. Shit. Uh, Saracen said he was going to drive from Louisiana to back to California, so maybe he can babysit for a couple of days, you know, stop by in Texas. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I guess really just... Now that's yeah. something those girls would be talking about with their therapist at age 25. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've actually had to babysit my niece for like entire days a few times. Uh, God. And it's like, the wor it's like, oh my God. Because every now and then I'm like, I, man, I should have a kid. And then I'll be like, that. I'll like babysit for a whole day. And I'll be like, this is horrible. This is I remember horrible. my ex-girlfriend, mm. her niece was like, I don't know, six or seven maybe. Mm. Maybe six or seven. Sometimes, sometimes. I, I kind of get mixed up with those ages. But she was staying at her house. And the only movie that this girl liked was Elf with Will Ferrell. And we yeah. watched it like four times. And Artie Lang. Yeah, I we watched it like four times, and yeah, I was just yeah. sitting there like, I I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, my girlfriend fell asleep, and so I was like, at the time I was rewatching The Sopranos, so we just watched The Sopranos, and mm -hmm. I put it on, and we watched like a couple episodes. And she got up, and she was so mad. She awoke, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Whatever. This girl's eight. She's gonna watch this stuff eventually." You can't. You know, an eight-year-old can handle this. Even Sopranos. I know that. You're not supposed I to. Do don't that. I don't know. I That's my advice yeah. to this guy: get the Sopranos, okay. lock your yeah. kids in the basement, and go have sex up in the bathroom. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Brainstorm. Give me some ideas of of what to do. And fuck. Also, using fucking condoms right in now. In the first I'm episode, Christopher. Like, fucking smashes some Czechoslovakian guy's head in right as he's doing a big, snorting a big line of crystal meth. All right? Yeah, but she's eight. She probably doesn't know what meth is. That's uh, not an <laughs> argument. <laughs> and plus, I don't think we watched the first yeah. episode. I was definitely into season three at that point. But after you, fucking... You're getting, you're getting high-roaded by a smoking cat. I just want to point this out to you, all right? <laughs> let's just, let's I'm well aware that of that. I'm trying to ignore yeah. it. All right. COVID kid. But uh, this shit just happens like out of nowhere, so we're kind of like not thinking about it, wearing protection. And then this fucking month, she's fucking like four days late, and it don't help me out or like uh, us out, I guess, with, with the fucking seventh month old having to worry about having another kid. 
Wait a second here. They huh. weren't having sex because a daughter kept cock blocking them. And then now all of a sudden they're talking about like COVID and not using protection or something. Um, so they were fucking, but they weren't using protection. Is that what happened? I guess he like knocked her up or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. Wow. It's confusing. And they have a seven. But, uh, yeah. But so I, like, what do I do? Fucking just wear a condom all the time <laughs> or just fucking always have that bitch on my side or something. Yeah. Always have it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Right, hey, unless you're done. having. It's almost done. Uh, well, I got some other shit going on and I'll let y'all know. But, uh, like I said, let me know what's up. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let, me, let you know what. All right. First of all, let you know what exactly. All right. We can't help you if you don't. You're not specific. Secondly, yeah. If the only place you guys are having sex are in the house, have condoms everywhere. You know, hidden in a drawer and whatever. Hidden in a little drawer in the bathroom or in a little whatever. You know, just fucking hide them somewhere so they're anywhere. You're within arm's reach at any place you can be. Okay, or you can keep one on you. That's a bit more difficult because you can't actually keep one in your wallet all the time. With it, after like two weeks, it'll get all fucked up. You know? Why? Why wouldn't so. you like at your age? If you're worried about having another kid, go get a vasectomy. Oh yes, yeah, surgery is the answer. That's a really <laughs> yeah, easy but, thing I mean, you're to do. Not gonna have to Real worry quick about and easy kid. solution. But let's be <laughs> honest, D. If he ever gets married again to a younger woman, she's gonna want a kid. All right. Yeah, I suppose they that's the thing. You know, seed. that's always what happens. So, if you he'll screw himself if he if he gets a vasectomy now. I'm mean, just being honest here. I don't know how old the guy is. You know? Yeah, I don't know. This makes me want to get a vasectomy. It's never too late to start a new family. I suppose, you know? and then like have seconds. a have a child graduate high school when you're fucking seventy six years old. Yeah. Hey, abortions you know? aren't that expensive, are they? They're like not. Four hundred bucks? bucks still. Four hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. Maybe a little more now. Maybe probably yeah. five hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know, man. I think what you should probably do is, uh, I think that's what you should do. Go get like a big TV. Kids love mm -hmm. big TVs. Maybe get a video game system. Definitely mm -hmm. get like Netflix and put it in the basement, mm -hmm. and then go fuck yeah. upstairs. Oh, that's what floor. we used. That's what yeah. That's what used to happen in like the eighties. Yeah, but that's it worked for you us. Just have I a mean, basement room with yeah, with all like with a rec room games. is I think yeah, what yeah. we called that. It was a basement yep. room. We hung downstairs. That's where we played Atari. You don't you know? need a babysitter because the TV is the babysitter. You know, the TV. You can watch great great shows like making making bacon. Making bacon. You, know? you can yeah. just have those kids watching making uh -huh. bacon or that's right. I don't know, get a life or something. Mm, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> Anything with Chris Elliott actually That's would be right. great. Yeah. Yeah, but put him in the basement mm. and then when you're gonna have sex, lock the door. Yeah. Lock the door. Yeah. You know? Mm. And then uh just go upstairs and just make sure you you know don't go too long because you don't want to lock yeah. them down there. Don't forget about right. it. Don't go don't pass out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because then it's well at that point then you know, it could be considered abuse or something or neglect or something. Yeah. All of a sudden they're thirty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they come out. They're thirty years yeah. old. Yeah. They haven't they haven't been mm -hmm. educated. Right. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think though uh, condoms are in order. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Do you wait? You carry a condom on you, like in your wallet? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I've done that in the past. It doesn't work out well. 
the thing will get fucked up. You know, I've always thought it was like, like God, you have a lot of confidence, don't you? If you're always bringing a condom around. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. I heard that like in a TV show ages ago. So I tried to do that at one point. <laughs> but then friends. after like after a few weeks, they get off. Probably friends. It probably was, um, you know, I just Chandler. keep them in my Sounds you like know, if... Chandler would do. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. But no, no. It gets, yeah, that doesn't work. <clears throat> So uh, it gets all fucked up. Maybe try out, try the 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 pull out method. No, don't try that. That <laughs> doesn't necessarily work. Just have condoms stashed every, in every room somewhere. Where just the yeah, just have them them. like hidden on bookshelves. Yeah, on yeah, pillow. In, absolutely. You never know when you reach, might need one. So that yeah. at any moment, within arm's reach, you can grab it. Because <laughs> if it takes too long, then you're in trouble. Right? We've yeah. all been there. Right. Uh, this uh, next caller here, um, I don't think he really needs to be concerned about that, but let's try it. Mm. Actually, this guy we haven't heard from in a long time. He used mm. to call in quite a bit, and it's good to, to catch up with him. Twisted Firestarter. Whoa, these guys! All right, the Twisted Firestarter. Twisted um, Firestarter? First of all, I just want to apologize. Oh, no. I've been listening for a little while. I Last this guy's December, probably married with kids now. You know? <laughs> he's been listening yeah. for so long. I just yeah. think it's funny that he's apologizing to us for not listening. Like, like we care. You're right. <laughs> like, I have, you've been losing sleep over this. It's like, mm. Twisted Firestarter hasn't mm. been listening to our fine programming. Mm. I can't sleep. Uh, but it, I like this guy. He always has some pretty yeah. good stories. I guess yeah. I must have uh, vetted this call, but I forgot what. I didn't even put a descriptor in it, so I don't even know what he's going to mm. talk about. And um, I got a train up to uh, New, New Hamburg, I think it was, to go see the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, Alex Gray's art gallery. Uh, I, left, I left my iPod on, on the train. What the fuck Only is the just Chapel of Sacred Mirrors? I think it's uh, some that kind of That sounds like something in Dark Souls. That doesn't sound like a real thing. What is that? I think it's, it sounds like it's a hip art show thing. Alex okay. Gray's art. He's an artist. All right. Very hip. Hmm. I mean, I've, I've just started listening, so I thought I'd ring in and say hello. Um, I've got a question for the both of you. What is just the worst place on this planet that, that either of you have been? Uh, I'll explain my, my reasoning behind this question. When, when, obviously, when I was on this train in New York, uh, I, I got the train from Harlem. Oh my God, that that place is like just a fucking pit of despair. Um, okay, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, well, you know, Harlem is not that bad. When, when, these when days. did this happen? When did he go there? I think he went recently because he uh, is English. And I think he just recently went to New York. I've been to Harlem not that long. I, I couldn't think it was even that afford bad. to live in Harlem right now. I yeah. Mean, what, what are you talking about, Twisted Firestar? I mean, what the fuck? Don't get me wrong. About? In the early 90s, Harlem wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough back then, but now yeah. I don't think I could afford to live there now. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's not that bad. Jeez. I mean, I, I remember when I went to like three, three two or three, two years after I left New York, I went back and we're like, it was New Year's Eve, and we were just like walking around Bed-Stuy going from bar to bar and it was like I don't know 10 years earlier you would have died you know walking around bed style like that in the middle of the night but yeah you know, but geez. now I mean it's completely yeah. different now yeah 
I mean, was the thing with Harlem? It was like it started gentrifying by the like the nineties got a bit better, mm. and then all of a sudden it just kept getting pushed up and up. I'm sure like if you go further up, it might be still kind of rough, but it's not nearly what it was back in the back in the day. Right. You know. But I guess it's all relative. Because think about it, like the tenderloin, I bet you this guy went to the tenderloin. He's like, oh my God, that's the biggest piece of shit. I it didn't really bother me because I lived there for so long. Right. You know, but yeah. you go but it's funny because I go back there now and I'm like, hmm. wow, this neighborhood is fucking disgusting. It's like there's feces and hypodermic needles and homeless people pass out everywhere. It's like, but at the time, it didn't really bother me. Yeah. All, all, all I'd ever really associated with Harlem was the clothes. That's all, that's all I knew. I don't really know anything about that. Was the what? But yeah, oh, God, oh, I went there. Yeah, the Globetrotters. Uh, the Globe, the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> He was expecting to see like a basketball team teaming up with Scooby Doo, and uh, and fa- and constantly uh, beating the Washington Generals. That's, That's the. I was just thinking, like, who is the team that they used to yeah. play? <laughs> Washington Generals. Washington Generals. Yeah. God. Hmm. <laughs> you, you can't hundred meters without a mental homeless coming and asking you for money. And I was genuinely frightened of them because I was like, these guys, these guys could just, just pull out a fucking, a fucking knife and stab me for no reason. Did um, you go back in time for, into the seventies or something? No, I, I think this what guy you is doing, like sucker. Like, like it was like you know, seventy fucking seventies Harlem or something. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think this guy's like Eddie Redmayne or something. He's just kind mm. of like this, like. Mm. Just very like sheltered Englishman that's like out completely right. out of his element yeah. in Harlem. You know, it's not that bad. Mm. No one seems to work there. You know, everyone is <laughs> just standing on the in the streets. I, I don't know what, what. This is kind of getting racist. Yep. You know, that's Man. also New York. Yeah, the racist observations of uh, where else are you going to stand in New York? Uh, but on the street, buddy. Well, it's Boy. like a, the racist observations yeah. of an English fancy lad, you know? Yeah. And so I was, I was staying on uh, 87th in Amsterdam. So I was sort of... Um, that's not even in the 90s. Mm. Mm. That's not that bad. That's a, yeah. I would say that's like when the upper this, west when side. When did you say this was? Uh, what did you say? Mm. Right in the center sort of area of Central Park on the, the west side. Oh, and it was beautiful around there. It's absolutely lovely. And then you go up. I'm not. I'm not quite sure where Harlem is. Is it like? I thought Harlem started in the '90s, right? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it like around '91st, '92nd. That's what I thought. Yeah. But well, you get up to. He's might be thinking about like up near Columbia, which. Again, in the mid '90s, it was kind of rough, but uh, my yeah, God, but, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about now. Yeah, God. what are you gonna run? You gonna run into some dangerous physics grad students near Columbia? <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about, Firestarter? Come on, 180th Street yeah. or something. I don't know, but it's only like what, maybe a mile or two up. It's just absolutely completely different, you know. And I, I've been. I've been to Kabul, and it reminded me of Kabul <laughs> in fucking New York City. So yeah, it, it's a little food Isn't for this thought. guy in the army what, or something? What's the worst place you've been? 
Um, well, stop it, stop it, stop. Wasn't he in the army? I remember him telling us stories about being... But I, I didn't think it was the regular army. I thought it was like... Remember the army thing that like... Remember Gareth from the English version of The Office? Oh, like yeah, the, yeah. The, like the, the army Welsh version or something. Whatever. Yeah, he was in some kind of like the English army where, where it wasn't the real army. I thought that's what this was guy like was the, in. It was like the reserves or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. Mm. All right. With Kabul and Stockton on teas for me. But anyway, hope you keep it safe, boys. I'll speak to you soon. He actually called back with a, with a quick part, too. Right. Maybe, well, like, why would you be in Kabul? He probably was in the army for... Maybe I mean, he was why in would the you go real there? army. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Must have been. Good to five start again. Uh, just forgot to mention uh, when I was in New York, uh, I actually managed to get hold of a gram of weed. Um, I, I was so shocked at how easy it was. It was my very first night there. I've been out drinking. I was absolutely shit for me. And I was walking back to my uh, my hostel, and I just saw a black guy sat on a bench on his own smoke, smoke, on a street smoke, corner. Smoke, smoke, and smoke, smoke, smoke. Like, it's not that mm. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke, 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 I don't smoke, know, smoke, smoke. one or two in the morning or something. Mm. So I just went up to him, and I was like, yeah, mate, you sell him. He goes, I like how he just goes up to a random black guy and assumes <laughs> that this guy is holding some kind of drug. <laughs> I'm so offended. <gasps> Twisted yeah. fire starter. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm. Why don't you go up to a Hasidic Jew? Right. You don't ask right. him if he has any weed. Or gefilte fish. Yeah. You Do know? you remember when yeah. the, the Hasidic Jews were busted for dealing ecstasy? I don't. Yeah, I think uh, mm. it was like they hid it in their hats. And they were like flying to Europe. <laughs> and they, they put That's it in great. their beards. You could just like, they pull mm. out a dime bag from their beards. You a cop? I'm like, no. And he goes, hey, well, what do you hey, need? I'm an English yeah, man. Hey, call me a racist, but he was a drug dealer. <laughs> so, fucking, I guess stereotypes exist for a reason. Oh, yeah, and oh, the wheat is so fucking strong. It, I don't know, maybe maybe I just buy absolute dog shit over here. But yeah, it's <laughs> people in Europe... By dog shit, yeah, because the weed you get off a random guy off the street in New York is generally shit. Um, yeah, I remember the yeah, first time. My God, first like time Washington New York, Square, Washington you know? Square Park. We bought yeah, yeah, rabbit yeah. chow. Yeah, it was rabbit chow, crushed up rabbit yeah. chow in a bag, and we went back and we smoked it. Mm. Mm. It wasn't real, mm. you know. Well, even the shit that's real, it still sucks. Yeah. No, it's garbage. Unless you know where to go, and if and in New York, if you're getting, you're not buying weed off the street. You're having it delivered. Yeah, you got to deliver. Guys. Yeah. Hey, I mean, but my God, it blew my fucking head off the weed in New York. Like it, it almost sent me a little bit mad. Um, and I was I was running around Central Park, um, hiding behind trees from um, this police car that was there. Cause... From weed. Good lord! <laughs> like, who, who, yeah. Come on, man. You've had Imagine to if smoke you went before. to California. I mean, my oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! He would yeah. have been like fucking naked on a barbed wire fence, mm. you know, hanging over an overpass, like screaming at people, stopping traffic. Like the the weed here is is at another level, and you just walk into a store and you buy it, and you can buy whatever you want: gummies, CBD. 
you know, weed and like seven different forms. It's it's crazy. Been terrified I was going to get arrested. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, bye. Good yeah, what, what is the shittiest place you've ever been to? Cardiff, Wales. One of the, oh, really? One of the is that the shittiest place? I mean, it was just depressing. It was like everyone had something wrong with them, and it was really kind of sad and seemed to have no merit to it. It just seemed like a horrible place that I wanted to immediately leave. Um, uh, like, what's the sketchiest what, place you've ever been? Sketchiest place I've ever been to. Well, I mean, I used to live in New York in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. There's know, there some areas in New York. Places. Probably. Oh, the sketchiest place I've ever been to is East New York, which is Where's in Brooklyn, which is actually a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Oh. Um, and I used to, when I worked for the, I used to work for the NYU School of Social Work, um, and I was like an IT guy, and I used to have to go. They had this like satellite. It wasn't a campus, but it was like where people went to do internships at some kind of social work office in the middle of east new york to help it was like a shelter and it was like a place where all the students went to do their you know internship shit and um i'd have to go there and like network their machines which were like you know which were like from 1989 falling (laughs) apart and everything so i used to have to go there and that was like that was like castlevania in that like i get off the subway and i'm walking i'd be like if i were here at night i'd immediately die Everyone would board up their windows and, and there'd be like fucking, you know, Medusas walking around or some shit. Like <laughs> that was that like, scary. yeah, it was that like, oh, this is a really bad neighborhood. Cause I've been to like, oh, it's bad. But like East New York was like, God damn, this is like everything, every, like m- there are more empty lots than not. And they're all filled with like wild rabid dogs, you know? So yeah, it was, it was a rough place. I guess I would think the roughest place I've ever been is either Detroit during like the recession. Detroit was gnarly, mm. like 2008. I mean, Detroit was always kind of sketchy, but in 2008, it was gnarly. Like it was like, you know, I mean, you went down, down there, it was all abandoned buildings, abandoned homes, everything's burned down. We went to a party in an abandoned elementary school, and like you wouldn't want to walk around around there by yourself. Yeah, especially being a white mm. guy, it was sketchy. Um, mm. I remember when uh, I went to Cairo, Egypt, with my dad. Um, we went on a cruise. We were staying like a hotel in Cairo, and I was like, "I'm gonna go fucking check shit out by myself." And I went out and ended up just getting lost in this neighborhood. And yeah, it got really gnarly. <laughs> yeah. There's some areas of Egypt that aren't, and also just kind of sketchy because you're just sort of so out of your element and you can't mm-hmm. speak the language and there's just like poverty. I mean, like real poverty. You can't like, speak the language. Yeah, it was in Egypt. I don't speak their language. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about Detroit still. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about okay. Cairo. Mm-hmm. But it was like we were walking around and speak there's- jive. Yeah. That's what talking about. <laughs> um... No, but Detroit was gnarly too. I, I would probably say Detroit in like uh, during the recession or probably Cairo. But yeah, I don't know. It's all relative, though. I really do. Mm. I, I, you know, Harlem. I went to Harlem in the nineties. Like we mm. went to. I remember we used to go up because back then mm. you kind of had to do like it was tough to get weed there. Like mm. we used to go to Jamaica Queens to get weed. Mm. We used to go up to Harlem to go get drugs. 
And like, there are some areas of Harlem that were sketchy, super sketchy. But now it's we like, never I never had to do that. Just like a guy would just deliver it. That was it. That was it. Mm. I don't know, in the, mm. this is like 1994, 95. Yeah. When did mm. they start the delivery? That was probably the late 90s. Uh, they were doing it when I started college in 97, 98. So. Yeah, 97, 98. But that yeah. changed everything. Because then it was mm. like, you could just get a guy delivering blow. A guy delivering, mm. well, heroin used to have to get yeah. on the street still. So. Yeah, you did. But, but yeah, they would deliver blow. And Actually, mushrooms. our guy was named Curtis Blow. So, yeah. <laughs> he might have been the real Curtis Blow. I don't know. It probably could have been. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Harlem isn't that bad. Um, mm. People, call the or hotline 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a sick and wrong patron. I was on there the other day posting some shit. And I looked. Did we have like hours, hundreds of hours of outtakes on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have so much content up on that thing now. It's kind of crazy. It's like, it's almost listening to a whole other show. And what yeah. we get on, usually me and Harrison kind of like, we record our pre-show conversation because this show takes hours to do these days. <laughs> hours. Yeah. Like hours yeah. of our lives on a Sunday. But oftentimes mm-hmm. we shoot the shit about, about senseless stuff. And mm-hmm. that's what we put in the outtakes on the, the Patreon page. Not to mention we usually do an extra story mm-hmm. and a few extra phone calls. Uh, this this week we're talking about a guy who's a he's like a janitor at a hospital during all the COVID stuff, hmm. and so he calls in with kind of like a three part phone call talking about it. So anyway, just go to Patreon.com/slash/SickAndWrong. Sign up today, five dollars you get access to everything. If you go up higher, ten dollars, twenty dollars you get more shit. But anyway, we appreciate the support. I'd also like to uh, just point out that we just cracked uh, fifteen hundred subscribers on YouTube. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's right. Ride that mm-hmm. rocket. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Anyway, we do appreciate the support. Patreon. Yeah, we're going to ride it all the way up to just below the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Uh, we, uh, we're we're going to do, you know, we kind of have to do something in the spirit of all the anti-authority, fuck the police type of thing. So we're going to end the show with probably the most anti-authority group of them all, Public Enemy. Burn mm. Hollywood Burn. Yeah. From the 1990 album uh, Fear of a Black Planet. People will be back next week with episode 744. Until then, take a sleazy. Hey, man, what it is, man? This is KG. Yeah, KG, what's up, G? Yo, man, me and Ice Cube got this movie episode in effect. You with it? Yeah, man. Yo, Chuck, man, check this out, man. KG and Ice Cube on the phone. They won't go to movies, man. You with it, man? Come on, get your ass out the shower. Let's go, man. Burn Hollywood Burn. I smell a ride. Now they're gone, yeah, I'll check out a movie But it'll take a black one to move me Get me the hell away from this TV All the news and views are beneath me So all I hear about is shots ringing out About gangs putting each other's head out So I'd rather kick some slang out Alright fellas, let's go hang out Hollywood or would they not Make us all look bad like I know they had But some things I'll never forget, yeah So step and fetch this shit For all the years we look like clowns The joke is over, smell the smoke from all around
Gotta get played like a sucker, don't fight the power, the motherfucker. As I walk the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, big and hard it was for those who started the movies, portraying the roles of butlers and maids, slaves and hoes. Many intelligent black men seem to look uncivilized when on the screen. Like I guess I figure you to play some jigaboo on the plantation. What else can a nigga do? And black women in this profession, after playing a lawyer, out of the question. For what they played, and your mama is the perfect term. Even if now she got a perm. So let's make our own moves like Spike Lee. Cause the rules being offered don't strike me. There's nothing that the black man could use to earn. Burn Hollywood, burn. Gentlemen, today's feature presentation, Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, oh man. No, just just what I'm talking about. All these terms of the dim shit. I'm out of here, man. Hey, yo, check it out, man. I got Black C's at the crib, man. Y'all want to go check that out? Yeah. That's the idea. Cause we could have rolled it from the beginning. Y'all with it, Fuck man. Hollywood, man. God, I hate that fucking acapella thing, man. Oh, yeah. that You know, some listener. I forget her name. It's the only thing I've ever heard in my life that, like, makes me hate women. <laughs> Nothing else in my entire life has made me hate women other than that that one ad. I do <laughs> like, kind of hate, hate it too, where they're to beatboxing. Yeah, yeah but they, I, oh, I remember oh. at the time being like, yeah. "It's kind of cool that they sent that one in." 